Hi there, Bill. Hello, Miss Michelle. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm glad we're all hooked up. Yeah. So I'm so excited you could take some time to chat with me because I've known you for a couple of years. You've helped me out with my insurance for my company, Flourish. And I would love it if you would tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do. I'd love to. Um, my name is Bill McEachin, located here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I am in the uh, insurance business. We specialize in medical insurance, life insurance, disability insurance. And uh, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary uh, this past year. We're independent brokers and we're a small firm. It consists of myself and my wife. Um, I learned a long time ago that I'm not good at delegating power. I'm a or, or chores, so to speak, and I'm a I'm a sales oriented person. So uh, I'm I'm licensed, and and uh, Katie's also licensed, and she helps with uh, she has her own clientele, and uh, we just we enjoy selling insurance in our business. We've been blessed. We have uh, our business is 100% referrals, and uh, and and that's what we do. Well, I am not surprised that you have a great referral base because that's how I came to find you. And from the beginning of the experience, um, I could understand that you were someone that cared about the client experience, even though I didn't really need a lot of help back then. And we stayed in touch. And the last time we met a week ago, a couple weeks ago, you commented on my take no prisoners <laughs> mentality through that I have that vibe in my newsletters, my coaching newsletters. And I realized at that point that this is probably a guy who knows what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really, I've really enjoyed reading your stuff. And, and like you said, we don't know each other real well, but I've, I've really, I just am, um, uh, I, I'm certain there's probably a ton of stuff that we might not agree on, but there's a core, you have some core values that I just think are, are consistent with, with, with good people and, and uh, strong backbone and all that stuff. And I'm really attracted to that. And, and uh, I, when I say there's things we don't agree with, I mean, I just think there's a place for everybody in this whole wide world. And I don't have, I never think for a minute that I have all the answers or my way is the right way or the way I believe is the right way. So that's, that's, I think everybody needs to be involved, but there but there are core values and consistencies that I love in people. I mean, be consistent in your thought, even if it's the opposite of mine, just be consistent. And uh, I just have really enjoyed your, uh, your writings. And, 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 and a lot of them are issues that fortunately I'm not addressing right now or whatever, but I just, I see a, a seam through there that I really admire in your writing. Well, I knew that when you kind of brought that up and just to think that since you're celebrating your 40th anniversary, that I'm sure that you've gone through various scenarios that you can relate to that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and truly, uh, I think we're going to be talking about being a small business owner or whatever, but uh, it is, there are some traits. Uh, you're in the landscape design business. Uh, I'm in the insurance business, but truly there are traits and, and things that people go through that the industry is absolutely, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't, successful people have all eaten crow and been through hard times. And uh, it's, it's, it's really kind of a common fun bond that people have. And it's a badge of honor. Would you agree? 
Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, some people would say, gosh, Michelle, you're really ruthless. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to become that in order to make, you know, the first company that I started flourish, make that survive. Um, Do you, and that's kind of what I think of when I, when I think of the take no prisoners, what do you think of when you think of the take no prisoners? Well, I think it's so funny because you're not ruthless at all. Not just you, but anybody, but you have to, you have to look in the mirror and say, there's no excuses. Uh, The, the only thing that is holding you back, if something is holding you back is you. And that doesn't mean you're not having bad experiences or people aren't being mean to you and things haven't worked out well. But you cannot you cannot succumb to that uh, if you want to progress. And that's where I think it's take no prisoners. You know, uh, things happen now to me where people aren't nice or didn't do what they said they would do. And uh, I just it's like water on a duck's back. It's not fun and you don't like going through it, but it's just part of the price that you pay. And uh, it just rolls off your back and to people that that are going to be. Uh, that can't persist, so to speak, that can, that can be debilitating to them. But I think to be a small business owner, to be any kind of business owner, uh, you have to uh, be able to take no prisoners. I totally agree. I like how you explained that from the untrained person or someone that just doesn't have the perspective of what we have. It might appear ruthless, but it's not. Um hearing you explain that actually reminds me of one of my favorite, what I call one of my business books. It's the Don Miguel Ruiz book, the four agreements and not, it's not a business book, but it has the phrase, don't take things personally in it. Yep. 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 (laughs) And be of your word. And you kind of touched on both of those, especially the don't take things personally. Yep. You cannot, um, my father-in-law, who was a bit of a mentor to me, uh, 40 years ago, I, he, he was so excited about what I was doing because it was the same industry he'd been in. And he realized seeing somebody young starting all over and literally there was, uh, maybe 40, 50 years age difference between the two of us, but he could, every story I could tell he could relate to. And, uh, and if you would paint a picture that today didn't work out too well, cause somebody said so-and-so or didn't show for the appointment or whatever. And he basically would say, well, what's your point? I mean, it was, what's your point? Get the work, go back, you start over again tomorrow. I just really think that life is kind of, if, if you want to, if you want to get the most out of life and I mean, everybody can't do what you and I do as far as being business owners. I mean, we need everybody. We need soldiers and all that stuff, but it's kind of like a boxing match. And truly uh, you get jacked in the jaw and you spin around and you go to the corner and you collect yourself and then you come back and say, Let's try this again. <laughs> oh my gosh. There have been times when I would definitely liken it to a boxing match. Um, <laughs> and those are good times if you're able to learn from them and, and maybe make something better come of it. Um, would you say that those times lessen as you learn or tell me a little bit about what you think there? Well, I don't really, I don't really think so. And it's funny because, uh, one thing, one real important thing is that you care. You care about, I mean, you care about yourself, your family, your customers and all that stuff. And I care today just as much as I care the first day we started. And there's really, 
personally, it could probably be easier for me than I make it out to be in my head as far as business. I mean, I still worry about where the next sale is going to come from and all that stuff. And every once in a while, I have to just like slap myself and say, hey, worrying doesn't help. Uh, worrying doesn't make somebody come to you. It just is if you're doing the right thing, things will work out. And if you're spreading goodwill and doing nice work, it'll it'll work out. But uh, I, I think you have them forever. And uh, and I get I get the biggest kick out of writing new business in uh, just kind of in, in uh, I'm, we're really kind of a solitary operation, but I just get the biggest charge out of it because there's no parade coming through the office to blow horns and nobody knows about it and this and that, but to still be cranking it out and having people calling you and stuff, it's just really, really rewarding. But I think it's a battle for the rest of your life. And I think in some ways when, when you're having a slow period, you think it's an absolute curse, but overall being a, I don't know if the term is hungry or whatever, but being oriented this way, it really keeps you going and it just separates the somebody who's going to do well and those are not necessarily so. Yeah. I totally hear that. You just keep going, right? <laughs> yep. 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 I'm in a period right now. It's a real busy period. Uh, legislatively over the last few years, the laws have been that all medical insurance policies seem to renew on January the 1st. Well, that used to be something that we, uh, was spread out over the year because people bought it at different times of the year. Well, now it's an absolute, everything's December oriented, January oriented, and it's just so nuts. And you, you shake your head, man, this is crazy. And should I be doing this after 40 years and all that stuff? But it is what it is. And you just keep cranking. So in your industry, you've had to kind of roll with the, the new changes and be flexible, I guess. Would you say? Absolutely. Um, really, it's, it, this is kind of crazy, but <clears throat> the nobody would get into our business, the medical insurance business today, because the, our, our, the, law, the laws and the companies have trimmed our income literally, literally, I'm not exaggerating, 90%. And uh, so nobody can hardly afford to get in this business, but we do a lot of it. Most people have dropped out of doing it. So my feeling is, well, they, they're gone and I'll just do more of it. Um, so, and I'm good, we're good at what we do. So we'll just do more of it. So, and, but like legislatively our income were, we're probably at about 60 or 70% of what we were 15 years ago. And that's kind of a shame because you just think that the longer you're in business and things keep stock stockpiling, et cetera, it should, your income should be going up. But that's just not the case anymore. I was curious about that. And you kind of mentioned a way that you took that um, situation as an opportunity because it was squeezing some of the people out that maybe decided they didn't want to yep. and discouraging people that just don't want to be in the market. So that just means more for you basically, right? Correct. Correct. And, you know, I always think I, like I do a lot of small clients and I really enjoy having personal relationships. Personal relationships mean everything to me versus uh, uh, we're not oriented towards selling insurance to somebody who has 100 employees or 200 employees or 300 employees. You don't have the personal relationships with somebody you do that has five, two employees, one employee, five employees. I mean, I, I just feel like we're part of their life and their business and we listen and it's a natural interest in what your business is doing. Um, but anyway, I always think about, you know, you you talk to your peers, my peers, and they all just wrote the biggest case in the 
face of the earth and they made six million dollars in a half an hour and, and i just shake my head that here's bill mckeachin plugging away at a hundred dollars at a time but uh but uh you know we 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 really enjoy that and so that's where we are but i always think of mcdonald's you know he's not selling filet mignon he's selling burgers and making two or three cents a burger well he seems to have done all right so if it worked for him it can work for me so you talked really specifically about who you like to work for, which your ideal client sounds like they are one of the small business owners that yep. wants to have a relationship with their insurance person, which I would say I'm one of those. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, what's neat is uh, today with with uh, the web, et cetera, et cetera, there's not anything we do really that can't be bought direct but the price buying it direct and buying it from us is the exact same price. So you're not getting any discount. It's the exact same product. So I just can't conceive of why anybody wouldn't want somebody that they could touch and feel and then care about them. Why you wouldn't want to do business with us versus some other alternative. And what's kind of sad, but the, the companies we represent will, will do everything in their power to keep us out of the loop. So we not only are in competition with our peers, we're, we're in competition with the companies that we represent. I mean, how crazy is that? But the bottom line mm -hmm. is nobody can get it for you for less cost than we can. So, so why not deal with somebody and have a relationship? I think you said the thing that resonated with me and the reason why I needed to have someone like you is because there were so many changes at that time that one of the options would be that you could go online and fill out a form and then become really overwhelmed with yeah a yeah. hundred different plan ideas yeah. yeah and the price ranges were wide and translating what was happening wasn't worth my time to try and understand it and then try and choose so i needed someone to help me navigate that well i just think that you know there's a common phrase stick to what you know and uh i just had this discussion with somebody today i'm not a handy person in the least so home repairs etc cetera, etc cetera. if somebody can if somebody came to our house recently and fixed a faucet and a garage door hinge if you were handy i'm thinking the whole thing might have taken three minutes for me i don't know i think we paid like two hundred dollars but you know what it was worth it to me because i don't know how to do that and don't have any interest in learning how to do it so that's where we come in. Why wouldn't you, why would you not deal with somebody like us? I know that since I've had a service-based company for going on nine years now and now a coaching practice, I'm real. I have a different thought process I, today about services than I do when I started. Yep. Um, did you have a journey like that at all based on you starting your company and, and offering services? Absolutely. But um, you just realize, you know, when you first start, you're so broke, you can't afford anybody to do anything for you. And uh, it's not like I have a big pool of consultants or anything like that. But uh, it's just it, you do what you enjoy and all that stuff and pay somebody else to do this other stuff. <laughs> you do you, just... uh, you know, like like you and I will never be like Walmart as far as size or success or not necessarily success, but I mean, as far as income in, in, the, in some ways, kids younger than us or people younger than us don't know what services they just have never grown up with it. But I just think that we'll always survive people like you and I 
that want to do a quality job. And oddly enough, it doesn't necessarily cost a lot more and you get what you pay for. So all the computers and all the oriental rugs and everybody in the high rises, I'm sitting here looking at a new building in Kenwood. It's guys, guys restroom. I'm certain is bigger than our office and paying all these, but, but people still want to deal with people. And I don't, I think there'll always be a market for that. I feel like, you and I are craftsmen, like the, you know, like the shoe craftsmen or something. There's just always be a place for people that want quality work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said something about, and you put it in a really great catchphrase, just stick to what you're good at and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let other people do the rest. Yeah. And I actually spend a lot of time trying to to describe that in different ways for my coaching clients because I know that I personally have experienced getting hung up on doing too many tasks within my business that I really shouldn't have been doing Yes. to save money. And it really doesn't save money in the long run. Um, I never considered trying to figure out the insurance on my own, but had I, it would have taken me a lot of <laughs> yeah. potentially billable hours yeah. that would have made my insurance way more expensive than it needed to have been. <laughs> Well, it's just absolute false economy. And, and uh, you know, I have friends that are, I'll, I'll use the word frugal, that every decision they make is kind of on a money, money making. Uh, I mean, they value, they put it on the scale, you know, can I get it for less or do it cheaper? I mean, absolutely every, every, every decision. I just think that's so, so wrong and so time consuming and all that stuff. One other thing I've learned that if you're, if you are, operating your business solely to make money and just you're just money 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 and this and that you'll never make it if the money's just a byproduct of you doing good work you'll make it as far as the income goes would you agree with that i would i would agree with both of those things especially you mentioned that you know when people are focused on saving and being frugal they're really you know when you and i watch that from the outside i just see that they're wasting time <laughs> Absolutely. And then, and there's, and like potential clients, you see, I'll go somewhere and, 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 or somebody will call me and say, we're taking bids as if to say, he just got me out of the phone book. And I'll say, well, congratulations. And there's a lot of nice, people. <laughs> there's a lot of nice people out there, but we're not involved with bids. That Correct? is an interesting point. And I want to ask you more about that because I do have not as a coach, but as a owner of a landscape company, that is a theme that comes up, right? Yep. Because people, people actually, homeowners are taught by some articles and some experts that you should bid out things. Yes. Yes. And maybe a business person thinks they're being wise when they're getting bids from someone that's providing insurance. Is that why they would get bids on your services? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I see this every day or, well, I'm going to go check it out. Well, you, you kind of, I can never say I know everything and you can't say, you know, everything about your business, but you have a real good feel for the marketplace. And if you didn't have a good feel for the marketplace, if I was charging 200 and everybody else was charging 50, I would be out of work in no time at all. The marketplace keeps you honest. And, and when I mean honest, I'm not talking about not from lying, but you just know what, what the going rates are and stuff like that. What's a reasonable price to pay for something. So uh, I feel real comfortable in what we do and the knowledge we get and all that or give out and all that stuff that we're in. The, we're in the thick of it. We're in the marketplace. 
What do you think your clients say the most about how glad they are that they're working with you? Well, it's a funny thing. Somebody said to me yesterday, he's a, he's about a 35 year client and he has built a hugely successful company here in town. He's got about 35 employees and I'm doing some work for him and I'm doing a lot of work and it doesn't necessarily look like it's going to be, we're setting up a, a, a group medical plan for his employees. And it's a big deal in that we're constructing it from the ground up. And a lot of people are covered through their wives or through this or through their parents. And it's just really turned into a nightmare. And my potential income is just not that great. But over time, it'll it'll be a lot better. But you, you just kind of can't look at that. So, but anyway, yesterday he called me with a question and I'm in the middle of working on his stuff. And I really am about ready to say, you don't have any idea how little money I'm going to make on this and how much time I've devoted to this. But anyway, he called me with a question and we get done. He goes, Hey, Bill, just tell me what to do. He said, I respect your opinion and all the work that you do for me. And that's just like, to me, that's like getting a check, you know, a huge check. It just really means a lot. So I think that people love you, but they're not going to tell you, you know, you can't go out because you'd be embarrassed. You can't say, do you love me? Uh, you'd be embarrassed, but I think, and I've had clients leave me, you know, that's, you can't keep everybody happy all the time. And I've had people come back. You have to be classy when you lose business, Mm -hmm. you can't crash and burn. You don't burn any, you don't burn any bridges. You just say, sorry, it didn't work out or call them back and say, or send them an email and say, you know what? I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. What did I do wrong? But anyway, I have had tons of business from people that have come back. They don't know what they have till they leave you. And uh, if you're given a really high level of service and I've been blessed, but our level of service is just a natural thing for me. It's not really that I have, I read some book and says, do this and do that. We do stuff for people that other insurance brokers would say, what are you doing? You know, it's crazy going to enroll a new employee or something like that when it can be done online and that, but we don't do it that way. So we don't have knock on wood, but we, we don't lose many clients. So, well, I can see a couple of reasons why based on my experiences, because yes, I do have one employee right now and you came in person, even when we didn't sign on just sure. to be there. And you, uh, in, in my experience and the way that I've performed this type of thing with others is that you kind of named it when you talked about your client that has the 35 employees is that you understand that it's a relationship, yep, not just a transaction. Yep. 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 It's just the key. We keep copious notes. Like when I talk to you, after I talk to you or have an appointment with you, I'll come back here to the office and type up, you know, when met with Michelle at the bakery and had a nice conversation, business is good, met her new employee, uh, you know, just some things that might come up and it's just so invaluable because the next time, time I talk to you, I'll say, well, how did that project go that you were working on? You and I talked about a family in Wyoming, Ohio here that you had worked on with a couple of years ago or, or given some work counseling to or whatever. I mean, I just keep track of all those things on paper and in my brain and all that stuff. And people just love the personal attention and, and you're having a relationship and it's not a phony baloney. It's not me writing it down, but I, I love that stuff. Man, when people call and I'll say, how's Susie that's at Miami University and did she graduate? She's still a finance major. I mean, you can hear the phone drop on the ground that you know <laughs> that that you know that stuff. But I, I truly 
enjoy i love i love dealing with people so so it's not a it's not a tough thing well i love that you brought that up because um since I have started in the services side of things, I asked myself, what would my business look like if I scaled this and went into a different way of scaling it, which would be online marketing. And I have learned so much in this journey and now have discovered it has become full circle in a way that um, I'm excited to share with you what I think and see what you think, because what it turns out, and I had to go down a lot of roads to get this, I was trying different things and I thought, hmm, you can't just throw spaghetti at a wall out here. I mean, yes. you can online, but what it boiled down to is that um, you have to be extremely curious about your target market, even when you're not seeing them face to face in order for that scalability or that touch yep. to work. Yep. And you've just described what would be the grassroots approach to that. And so it applies everywhere. Absolutely. You, I heard you say, I mean, are you sending, are you sending out like handwritten solicitations or hand signed to potential clients or to areas or stuff? Yes. So I, over time have learned a lot about the target market that flourish design serves. And this target market really isn't hanging out on Facebook a ton, Yep. but they do check their mail and they have really nice homes and yep. they get solicited a lot because they have the ability to afford nice things. Yep. So I write them handwritten notes because I know that these will get opened and it sets the tone for the beginning of that relationship. Oh, I just think that's, I just think it's ingenious that you're doing that. You said that recently and it just, I just thought it was ingenious. What's so funny about your target market, I've not, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm really a barbarian, but things have evolved. And I'm, I, my target market is small business owners. And uh, I can talk with anybody. I mean, I could talk and I won't make an idiot out of myself. And I can, go get the, I can go get the information to work on the biggest cases in the world. I mean, there's plenty of people that could help me and, and join in the income and all that stuff. But I mean, there's just a target market that you're really comfortable with and and there's nothing to be embarrassed about if it's not you know when you get in the business everybody tells you to go call on the millionaires well that just didn't my target market and i love dealing with people like you that have started a business and eating crow and eating macaroni and cheese and everything else to survive <laughs> so i just well, love, i love it it's an absolute fraternity i i uh when i first started you literally, you could throw me into a room of 10,000 people and somehow, some way, I find out the guy that owned his own business in the corner. And I mean, you, you just could find each other. And now I don't wear that on my sh shirt anymore, you know, that I'm self-employed or any of that stuff. I mean, I'm so proud of it, but I don't, I don't have the need to tell anybody or anything like that. What's really fun about our careers or anybody's careers is, it, this is really true of the insurance industry. You know, you walk into a room and all the smart guys are, oh, don't talk to him. He's in the insurance business. I never, ever brought up business. Well, after a while, after about five or 10 years in the business, people start asking me what I'm doing and could you help, could you help me? So you go from being the pariah to being, you know, a counselor, which is what you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh, you said so many things there. I kind of brought a couple of your points back just 
you know, it's not necessarily that you want to work for the millionaires and you already said you're so happy. You and your wife are so happy about who you're working with. And, um, I know a lot of coaches try and promote that they've made a lot of money for themselves and their clients, but I actually try and focus on the joy because I think that's why we're doing it. I'm sorry. I I missed your last line. I just think that you talked a lot about what makes you happy and you can hear it in your voice. Thank you. Thanks. And would you say, you know, I know that the people that listen to my podcast in particular value that piece a lot. And you talked about who you love serving. Yep. 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 And just being clear on that, would you say that just sticking to that is kind of part of the important part and knowing what you don't want to do? Yeah. And, and being comfortable and don't try to be something that you're not, I mean, don't, don't try to go write the big case that you're really not well-versed in. And I just don't, and it's funny, you kind of got to, you got to have an internal self-confidence because I interact with, I know some people that are in my business who do much bigger cases than I do and all that stuff. And they're making more than I am, but that's all right. You you hope the best for everybody. They're not making it at my expense or something like that. So you just hope the best, best for them. Well, gosh, internal self-confidence sounds pretty valuable to me. Um, yeah. Thanks for saying that. Well, that's do you, important. Do you agree? I mean, you just have to be proud of what you're doing and plug away. There's such a, it's a feeling of accomplishment. It's really a great thing. It's really, I think that America, et cetera, and, and, and we've been blessed with health and work ethic and all that stuff. I mean, really, and I'm not an artsy guy, but the world's our canvas, man. And you can do whatever you want to do. It's just the opportunity is unbelievable. And where we're having time troubles with finding good employees. And now if you can say please and thank you and do what you said you were going to do, I don't know how you can screw it up. Well, I love, there's just like so much wealth in what you've described. And I love that, you know, my business is eight years old and my coaching practice is two years old and yours is 40 years old. And the themes that we've both teased out that work are not changed. Absolutely. They're here forever. They're here forever. And it, I mean, being honest and hardworking and a good person and do what you said you'd do. So that's it. Well, I'm really grateful that I could have your time to speak to my audience and I, and I really think that they're going to enjoy it. Is there anything else that you would want to share to a creative entrepreneur that might just be starting out or have some stuck points in their business right now? Well, I, I just wrote three things down when I knew we were going to talk and you and I could have a, a million conversations on this and I'd be more than happy to hook up in the future. But you got to kind of crave independence. You, you don't want to be bogged down by the politics of, of answering to everybody. And when can I take my vacation? The truth is, if you're self-employed, you never get to take a vacation. The other thing is that you got to be persistent. You got to keep leaning forward. People say no. You just... Is like you're the boxer. I, you know, I got whacked in the mouth, but I'm coming back for more. And then the last thing is resiliency. And uh, that's just to be able to take hard times. And if you can, if you can plow through those things, really, I, I read once you can't have mountains without valleys. So the valleys aren't any fun to go through, but boy, when you're on the other side, that just the personal satisfaction and 
last thing is that we're big believers in in God, and I'm not well versed on the Bible or anything. Or, but I mean, the the blessings just don't come from anywhere, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm very, very thankful, and try to try to live my life in a good way to say thank you, Lord, for for you know helping us achieve these things. So, I think that's important too. Thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. all those things. Um, if anyone's curious about you locally in Cincinnati and, and think that you're their guy, is there any way that they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. Or just give me a call at 793-1314. We'd be happy to, to help anybody. Okay. And that's area code 513 if you're a Cincy person or someone that's just moved in here. Um, and are, is your target market just in Cincy? I don't want to box you in there if, if you're if you're. Well, anywhere. I mean, we're licensed in about five different states. but Okay. So, but we'll, if we can't help you, we'll direct you, we'll direct you in the right direction. Amazing. Thank you so much, Bill. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.